Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning into The Professor and the Drunk. Once again, this week, I will be your professor. And I will be your drunk. How have you been lately? You know, I've been, I'm great. <laughs> you see what happened less than a minute. I'm not going to say it, but I'm doing great. I'm doing really good. Oh, you know what? From our last, um, whoever's watched our last um, podcast, there was a conversation of, have you ever seen a uh, white cow with black spots. Yes. I seen one for the first time yesterday. Oh, really? And this little, where the cars be pulling them. Yeah. I seen one and I said, oh my God, it was only one out of all of them. The rest of them were like all white or all brown. <laughs> <laughs> but it was only one. And I was like, oh my God, I wanted to take a picture, but it was dark. Oh, okay. Well, at least you got to see one. <clears throat> proved your, misproved your own point. Yeah, that's one out of like the 10 that were in there. Yeah. <laughs> It <laughs> shows like a one in a million chance to see one. Oh, okay. So, uh, you said you wanted to talk about something today. Oh, okay, okay, okay. This is a serious topic once again, but it's a topic. Usually, we, we kind of like agree on a lot of topics, but this is a topic that I know we don't agree on. Okay. And we both have like very personal feelings about it. Okay. Okay, so I was reading this. Um, new article that got put out. Uh-huh. And it was about disciplining your children. I already don't like where this is yeah, going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's about disciplining your children. And they had several different um, parents of different, you know, ethnic groups, cultures, da 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 And they talked about disciplining your parents. And they talked about disciplining their children. Yeah. And some were saying, um, yeah, no, I hit my child. Some were saying, no, I talk to my child. Some people say, yeah, I I let my child do whatever they want because they're free spirit. And some were saying, like, yeah, you know, in my culture, they... And it got really really weird because in my culture, they were like, we... The way we discipline our children is we don't lay hands on them. We come up with different punishments, like we put rice on the floor and we let them sit on there. We let them sit their knees on there and recite, like she said, the Bible or something like that. And other ladies, well, in my culture, we send them off to their aunties and uncles and let them um, go through etiquette and all this other stuff. And then my coach, yeah, we just send my kid to military camps. And someone said, no, I just beat the crap out of my kid. Okay. Another one said, I tell my kids I'm going to fuck them up. And another one's like, no, 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 I don't do that. I kind of like just, you know, sit down and ask them why they act that way. And then it was at one point they got all the parents together and said, so... Can y'all talk to each other about how this is where it just got really crazy? Yeah, I was going to say, I cannot see this ending well. Yeah, it was like, can y'all all talk to each other and had it. So the lady in the article was writing how they had all of them together talking, and it just started a very emotional discussion about how they were raised and why they raised their kids like that. Right. And a lot of them said, well, I raised my kid because my parents raised me like that. Another kid will said, well, I raised my kid like this because of how my parents raised me. Yeah. And another said, well, (laughs) someone said, well, if you don't raise your kid, if you don't discipline your kid correctly, your kid will turn against you. And that's what started the feud between, no, that's not true. Yes, that's true. No, that's true. So where, what do you think within that? Like, how is it really like you, I know you don't agree with hitting your children any type of way. Yeah. So where does it lie within like disciplining and all that other stuff do you say it needs to happen? So I would say that every culture is different. I will give you that. And I'm not going to judge anyone for treating their child how they would. Mm -hmm. 
However, one thing I've seen a lot online recently is when people talk about disciplining their child and like laying their hands on their child, some, a lot of people describe it as they would see it as an adult doesn't know how to handle their own feelings or how to properly punish someone. So instead, they're going to beat them into submission. Sheesh. Yeah, exactly. That's, that, that right there is just full-on abuse. Yeah, I know, but that's how a lot of people view like corporal punishment for kids. Uh, no, no, <laughs> I don't know. When growing up, you know, um, me being black, and it, I was saying, like, in my culture wise, the culture that we, you know, just put together within America and everything, yeah, we do hit our kids, but we do not beat them out of them. Right. <laughs> That's just one thing we don't do. And at one point, that I've grown up around family members as well as friends who we're all black, and I can tell when they're getting the shit beat out of them. And yeah. you just say to yourself, that's not good. No. That's not good. And you would tell them, but one thing I would say, they say black people don't have no, no, we have culture. One thing I say with culture is we love to sweep shit under the fucking rug. We love to sweep, bro. It'd be like, it'd be like, Uncle Benny is touching you. Okay, I'm going to sweep this under the rug. Don't say nothing. Oh my God. We'll just keep you away from Uncle Benny. I'm like, oh, your father is beating on you? Sweep it under the rug. Just don't make him. That's what they do. They do that. That is with our culture. We do that crap a lot. So when we all see when someone's really getting their ass beat on, we just be kind of like turning our heads like, because out of nature, we throw it under the rug. Yeah, mind your business kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's always a mind your business type of thing. You mean, think about, I think about all the times where I say this shit could have gone to court. Yeah. No, we just threw that shit right under the fucking rug. All right. So- I get what you're saying, and I can see where that's coming from. And I will admit, I didn't. You asked me a direct question, I didn't give you a direct answer. For me, I do agree. It's like for everyone. Everyone has this idea of my parents raised me this way, so I'm going to raise my kids this way. But everyone takes it a different direction. Some say, "Well, my parents hit me, so I'm not going to hit my kids." Right. And some say, "Well, my parents hit me, I turned out fine, so I'm going to hit my kids." Right. <clears throat> for me. In my memory, I was only ever hit once. Right. And it was a spanking. It wasn't anything bad. Right. It didn't it didn't even hurt. It was more the embarrassment of it. But from that point forward, and generally before then as well, my family never had to lay their hands on me because just the idea of them looking at me and saying, I'm disappointed in you would send me like yeah, into a down spiral. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was I was the same way. I mean my mother would tell you all the time, me and my brother Earl, we weren't bad kids. Right. But my other brother, the one my who's technically my half brother, he was a bad kid. And she tells me all the time, she'd be like, You and you and Earl never got beatings like that. Like we would there'd be times where it would have to happen. My mom says all the time, when it comes to kids, it's going to have to happen at least once. Oh, no yeah. matter how good that kid is, because they're going to have a moment. Yeah. Every kid has a moment. If it's in the store, if it's right in front of you, you pray it's just in front of you. And then you have to make it known, no, no, no. But my mom makes it known all the time. I rarely ever put my hands on y'all. But she's like, your brother Alex. I had to, I had to tear him a new one. But then they tell me the stories of all the crap he would have done. If I tell you the stories, everything he would have done, you would have been like, oh, no, I need to be him. <laughs> you would just be like, I need to. Because it's like, that. But, then, but there's kids that come to us. Like, you see these kids and you're just like, I know there's times where you see these kids and they just are acting up and you say, this kid need to get his ass whooped. Right, but it does 
definitely come down to like there's a difference between spanking and beating. Yeah, and beating your kid. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely there's a difference between that is when you put a bruise on them, and rather when you just like yeah, rather you're just doing something to embarrass them and get the message across. Yeah, and there's some parents that don't do it. We we um I grew up with threats. Right. Threats that used to scare them. So that one time that happened, you know, it's just kids, they remember everything. They remember that one time. So you use that one time and then you do threats right after that. My mom used to threaten me all the time. She'd be like, I, she'd be like, I'm going to fuck you up, yo. <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, shit. I remember that one time. <laughs> and you'll grow up years and years remembering that one time. And it's the way they say, I'll fuck you up. Like, keep fucking with me. Or they'd be like, I'm... I'm going to beat the crap out of you. Like, keep doing that. And you just like that. She ain't going to beat the crap out of me. But in my little kid head, I remember that one time. Or, like, my legs used to get messed up. They used to slap me on the legs. Right. As a kid, that shit used to hurt. But now I think about it. My mom be trying to hit me now. And I be like, is that how you used to hit me when I was a kid? That shit don't hurt. <laughs> but as a kid... I don't know yeah, what. As, I think as a kid, it's more just like the shock factor of it. It's a dramaticness of it. You think yeah. about it. But there's, oh my gosh. I mean, would you, would you, how would you discipline if you think about it? Okay, imagine your kid just did the one, one thing that just pissed you off the fucking most. Like the one thing you expect your kid not to do. Right. And then how are you going to handle that? Do you think just pulling your kid to the side and be like, listen, Billy, <laughs> and why did you do this? I okay. So I this is the part where we tend to massively disagree because we have had this conversation before. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I believe, and I've had this conversation with some of our friends who do have children, and they most of them don't necessarily agree with me either. But you have to realize we can only view things from our own lens. And right. I remember how I was as a kid. Mm. And I always hated being treated like I was somehow lesser of than everyone else just because I was younger, just because I didn't necessarily understand everything. Right. So for me, I would say unless it was like truly 100% needed, I would attempt to never lay a hand on my child, even if it was just a spanking. How are you going to discipline them? Just talking it out. Okay. And that can come in many different forms. That's what I'm saying. That can come in different different forms, talking it out. Like it can come in the like, look, I get why you did it. I know why you're acting like this, et cetera, but I'm disappointed in you, and I want you to know that. Yeah. And for depending on how your kid is, that can honestly destroy them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it or, would, I think... Wait, keep going. No, you go ahead. I, I think it also depends on how you were as a kid and also how you're... you're um, you know, it takes two people to make a ch- child. So how yeah. the other person was a kid. If, let's say, you were an angel and that person was like a rebel... You're you're taking a gamble that talking with your kid is going to fix the problem. <laughs> but, yeah, that is true, but for me it became it would be like I would honestly just say talk to them because kids are still humans. Yeah, there are still logic and reasons behind why they act. They themselves don't necessarily understand it. We as adults don't necessarily remember how it felt as a kid either. Yeah. But more likely than not, just like sitting down and talking, even if it's just a, hey, what's going on, then more likely than not, you'll be able to hit a more better understanding with each other and form a deeper relationship because of it, rather than just being like, all right, I'm going to take you outside and spank you. Right. I think when it falls down for me, it's like, 
it really depends on your situation. The right. situation of I've seen, oh my gosh, I hate it, but I've been around a lot of my 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 sibling, my family members as babies, and we they're too smart for their own fucking good. You they know it's like you address. First of all, the first direct, the way that I address your expectations to your kid, especially as young, is not hitting them. That's not how you do it. It's by setting examples. It's by telling them, you're not going to come in here and act a PRT fool. Right. You start off like that. And then your kid should be smart enough to say, okay, acting like a PRT fool means what makes mom or dad upset. So don't do it. But then it also depends on how you are as a parent and as a person because some people just don't deserve to be parents. Yeah. There's some people who are so fucked in the head they don't deserve to be parents. And, you know, it's kind of like I'm sorry for those who, you know. Feel differently. No. More Um, like I'm sorry for those who ended up being the child of those parents. Oh, no, yeah, 100%. Because you didn't ask to come into this earth. I don't think anybody asked to come into this earth. Probably not. So... When let's just say, no, the parent doesn't have any type of fucked up ality to them besides what most parents already have. Right. And you don't. You tell the kid, listen, we're about to go into this restaurant. You are not going to act a fool. If you act a fool, it's going to be me and you. We're going to have a healthy conversation, which can be anything. Um, you're like, okay, yeah, no problem. Then out of nowhere, everything's fine. You tell the kid she cannot have chicken nuggets. They start banging on this door. We've seen this before. Yeah. I want this time. I want that. I want this. And they're embarrassing the crap out of you. You're like, calm down. No, because nah, nah, nah. you're like, calm down. No, because you got people staring at you. The waitress and the waiters just looking at you like, he wants no, because this is and they just going on a rampage. What are you doing at this point? You're talking to me specifically? Uh, I'm just asking. What are you doing on this point? Because <laughs> I know what I'm going to do, but I will explain what I'm going to It's not what you think I'm going to do, but I'm going to explain what I'm going to do. What are you doing? For me, <laughs> for me um, it would be just like take them outside and sit them down and just have that conversation of why are you acting this way? What's going on? What's wrong? What can we do to make this better? And it, obviously they're going to be... At first, gut reaction, the knee-jerk reaction is just give me what I want. It's like, no, that's not what the issue is. Tell me what the issue is, and we can figure this out. Right. I think by instinct, the first thing I would do is pull them outside, put them in the car, and have a healthy conversation. And when I say a healthy conversation, it does not involve me yelling. No. When I say healthy conversation, it usually involves a conver- like a regular conversation, and I'm going to throw a thread in there. So you understand where this conversation might lead to. But knowing my kid and knowing how I was a kid, I was very quick to straighten the fuck up. Yeah. I was very quick to straighten up. Like, oh, okay. Because I'm there's there's dumb kids out here. There's yeah. dumb kids who don't straighten up very fast, my brother. <laughs> just, just be like, but I mean, I would be like, listen, you won't shut up. You won't shut the hell up. All right. And then as soon as they get quiet, what is your deal? What is the problem? I wanted chicken nuggets. And they don't have chicken nuggets. I wanted fucking spaghetti, but they don't got spaghetti. You going to cry about it? <laughs> no. Okay, then why are you crying? Oh, my 
Tyson. You go back in there, you do that again, we're going to have a healthy, healthy discussion. You just keep going on from that before. It's a, it's, it's a, my, um, my, my, um, my, what's her name? My aunt called it a, uh, what did she say? It's a certain, it's a parenting effect. She said, you go from conversation to threat back to conversation. I said, that's manipulation. That is manipulation. That's manipulating the fuck out of them. <laughs> hey, I don't know. Maybe I believe you got to manipulate these kids because they be manipulating you. Some kids do, yeah. And I, I would say, I think, like, with your healthy conversation, I, yeah, that's where you and I differ because yeah. we had very different upbringings. Yeah. Even outside of like, you know, my mother, who is the one I tend to talk about when it comes to punishments, I was raised in a not, we'll say less than stellar household (laughs) to where like threat to discussion was something a family member would use, but it would never be like a threat of like, I'm going to spank you. It would be a threat of, I'm going to make you fucking regret this. Right. Like, I'm going to make you fucking regret being alive. I'm going to make you regret ever thinking you can talk to me. I'm like... Well, with that, I'd be scared too. Yeah, exactly. As a kid, you like, oh my God. Your <laughs> 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 mommy sitting there saying all that. You just like, oh. Yeah, no, my mother was never like that, but there was one family member who was very much saying stuff and doing stuff like that to me, which has definitely skewed my opinion on how to punish children. Yeah, I can, that would skew my opinion about it too. That That's over, I'm gonna make you fucking regret ever doing that. That's overboard. You're like, whoa. If I heard somebody talk to their kid, I would've been like, chill. You just supposed to say something like, I'm gonna fuck you up. Nah, I'm gonna regret like you supposed to say something like that. Cause I'm gonna fuck you up could mean anything to the kid. Yeah. Like, you know, to adults, I'm gonna fuck you up means I'm gonna have you on the ground bleeding out. But to a, but what you say I'm gonna fuck you up to a kid just means like, I'm a, I mean, in my opinion, it means I'm going to just tear your legs up. Like, you're going to get slapped on the leg real quick or your hand's going to hurt. And and it's not going to hurt. As a kid, everything fucking hurts. I mean, there's terrible times where I fell on the ground. I know that shit didn't hurt, but I see everybody looking at me. you just like, yeah! <laughs> we all, come on, you can't tell me you didn't have that yeah, situation. Exactly <laughs> or you, you, you it didn't hurt that you scraped your knee, but you see everybody looking at you, you like, okay. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, that's why they'd be like, when a kid rams his head into the table, like no one look, no one say anything, no one look at him. Yeah, no, it'd just be quiet. They won't even realize it hurt. (laughs) (laughs) You remember a doctor told my doctor told my cousin when she had a kid, she was like, yeah, she banged her head in the wall. Da da da. The doctor was like, listen, I'm gonna be honest with you. They're kids. They're indestructible. You can do anything, almost anything, to a kid. They'll be fine as long as you're not beating the shit out of them. You're good. He's like, kids run their heads in the wall, scrape their knees. They practically give themselves concussions every day naturally. She's just like, when your kid does stuff like ran his head in the wall or like, you know, doing kid stuff, he's like, you need to just ignore it. Yeah. He's like, because the hunters out of 10, that did not hit that head, that kid's head. It probably stung, but I promise you. Like, I remember that kid said, bang, right into the wall. We said, <gasps> but then it looked around, and then he was just like, ignore it. If it really hurt, you would see blood. <laughs> oh my God. Like, if it really hurt, you would see blood. That's when they really start crying when no one's around. That's how you know it really hurt. Yeah. So <sighs> part of me wonders if like that kind of logic is where that like old doctor logic came from. Cause it only stopped in like the sixties or seventies. Cause you know, before then it was said that like babies did not feel pain. Yeah. 
<laughs> that is true. I thought that was the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I know. But like, I'm part of me wonders is like, is that where that came from? It probably <laughs> did. <laughs> but like, at one point, you kind of question like, what they were probably somewhat right. But I think instead of saying babies can't feel pain, they don't know exactly what, what pain, pain is. is. Yes. So you decide for your kids the way you react if it hurt or not. Right. Unless it was like straight up direct pain that every human can feel. So if I crack my head open, of course that's going to hurt yeah, you. Yeah, of course. You, but there's some times where I get pinched and it don't hurt me the way it hurts somebody else. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? I know what you mean. So maybe it wasn't that babies can't feel pain. It's that they don't know pain yet. Yeah. So your reaction tells them what pain is. Yeah, and I I could definitely see that. And it's just like animal pack learning because that's what we are in the end of the yeah. day. You kind of you just learn. You mean, mean you see me get pinched, and I'm like this. Oh yeah, I got pinched. And my kids probably gonna do the same thing. Oh yeah, I got pinched. But then if you see me do this, I get pinched. Like ow, they're probably gonna do the same thing. Because at the end of the day, there's some of us who really like pain, or some of us who take pain differently. So yeah, yeah. it's a nerve and senses type of thing. It definitely is. Like how I'm definitely afraid of needles. Yeah, I used to be. Oh my god, I still am. Now, now it's gotten to a point where I just ignore it and keep going about my day. No, I got my second COVID shot. Yeah, and like the first one, I embarrassed myself. I told you that. Yeah, I, I've heard about that one. Yeah, I'm bit completely embarrassed myself. The dude was laughing at me. I was flinching. I was doing all this other stuff. Then he did it. And I was like, oh, that didn't hurt. Yeah, exactly. Came back for the second one. He was like, you ready? Same dude. He was like, I was like, Same no. Too. Yeah, I was like, no. He like laughed. He's like, the last one didn't even hurt. And I said, yeah, just just let me get over myself first. I did not get over myself. Yeah. In the middle of me about to flinch, he already did it. I was like, he already did it, and I didn't realize it. And then I was about to flinch. He's like, no, I already did it. You're done. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, that's great. The only thing I could say, even as a person who is like, I'm fine with shots nowadays. I, when I was a kid, I was fucking terrified. Nowadays, I'm fine. But my COVID shot, I got the J&J, which is the one shot. Yeah. <coughs> Isn't that the one they told everybody not to get? They told, they put it on hold because there were a few cases of, I can't remember the condition, but it was a condition was that causes. blood clotting. It's a condition that causes extreme blood clotting. And the um, CDC done more research on it and found that it was six cases out of 1.4 million cases. Can you get it anyway? I'm like. <laughs> But even even in the six cases, they said anyone is okay to take it, but women under the age of 50 need to know that this does have a chance of causing this condition. Of course. <laughs> Everyone else is fine. Like, if you're a man, you should be entirely fine if taking that shot. If you're a man, shot. and if you're a woman over 50, then you're completely fine <laughs> that's, if you're still alive Yeah, that, that's, that's why COVID. When I saw that on the CDC, they, uh, we released a pause. We just need women under 50 to know that this can't cause this. Oh, yeah, we're going to get that one. It's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> but when I got it, the only thing I'll say, I wasn't scared about the needle. I wasn't scared about it happening. I would just say it hurt like a fucking bitch. <laughs> With the, the J&J? Yes. Oh, I'm so glad I got the other he, one. He put it on my um, right shoulder, which first of all was my mistake. He put it on your shoulder? Yes. That's why it hurt. Because And also on my dominant 
side, which was my mistake saying, yeah, that one's fine. <laughs> Why do you put it on your direct shoulder? It was in my shoulder, yeah. to set you up. Why would you say that? It's okay. You, this dude put it on my arm. They put it on your shoulder? Like right beneath where the actual shoulder is. Why would they do that? Why I would you know. let him do it? I didn't think about it, okay? Come on, man. But no, it hurt like a fucking bitch. I was sitting there for a good a minute tattoo. afterwards like, God, that hurt. <laughs> you never had a tattoo. That was the problem because a tattoo would automatically tell you where to not put it. That's fair. I mean, there's times where I get tattooed. I like I got my tattoo. Like I have first of all, I don't know why I'm definitely afraid of needles and I have a whole sleeve. Yeah, like, I was about to say, like bro, I got a whole painted sleeve, like colors yeah. and everything. It's like you know, those guns are just like nothing but thousands of needles, right? And like I watch it up close to go in and out of my skin. I get that all the time. Like the dude who did my thing was like He's like, I got a question. I'm like, yeah. He said, why are you so afraid of needles if you have that fat tattoo on your arm? <laughs> He's like, is that your only one? He's like, that had to take hours to do. I said, yeah. Like, I was like four or five hours. He said, you're scared of needles? I said, He's like, is that your first one? I said, no, I got like maybe three others. He's like, okay, there's no reason why you're sitting here flinching right now. No, there isn't. I said, it's just, I don't, it's that one needle <laughs> that just does it for me. If I, like, I looked at the gun and it's like, Five needles, right? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's not that bad. But then I see this long, long, sharp needle, and I'm just like pissing my pants. That's like, fucking funny. Like you're about to put that in me, right? So I'm not, I think it's the I think it's the length. So I do have to ask, how did your second COVID shot go? Did it like put you down or anything? No, I was fine. Really? I was. I mean, I was like sleepy. But other than that, I was I was fine. See, because I've heard a lot of people say with their second shots on Pfizer and Moderna, that it just puts them down and out for the count. No, I had Moderna and I was completely. I don't know what people were talking about because everyone kept asking me like the first time around. Everybody was like, "Did anything happen? Did you feel anything?" I said, "All I had was a swollen arm and I was fine." Second right. time around, people still ask me, are you okay? You alive? Da, da, da. And I said, guys, I swear to you, I like chilled on the couch all day, eating whatever. I even went out and got some takeout. <laughs> then, you ha- then you have me. I got the J&J shot and I was fine that day. And then I woke up the next morning and I literally could not move. <laughs> oh, no. Nothing <laughs> like, happened to I, w- I was supposed to go into work that morning. Really? So I woke up. And I went got went to my bathroom to get ready for a shower, and it was a struggle getting to the bathroom because my every time I would try and move, my entire body would stiffen up and start violently shaking. That's oh my god! <laughs> the fuck? It's probably because he hit your shoulder. No, and I actually that's just apparently what the J and J shot does. Oh hell! Because I asked one of my other friends who got it, and they're like, "Yeah, no, I done the exact same thing the next morning." Oh no! <laughs> I'm glad get Moderna, guys. That shit didn't do shit to me. I was I forgot I got it, and then. And that's what happened the first time. And then I called into work and I went back to bed and I slept for like five more hours. On top of the eight hours I already had, oh I slept for five more hours. I got up and I felt, I felt achy, but I felt fine. So I went down, I got some food, came back up to my room, ate my food, and then went back to sleep for five more hours. Oh I was completely like, I was fine. I, when I say I was fine, like... I forgot I got the second one. The first time I knew I got it because like my whole arm was swollen. Right. And I was like, it was terrible. But the second time, I forgot I got it. I sat on the couch and said, I leaned on my shoulder. I said, I hurt. What the heck? I got to touch that. I said, oh, right. I got a right. shot. Like I told you, that's why everybody was telling me like, yeah, it was it was terrible. I had this, this, and that. I said, maybe maybe something's not right. Maybe. Because- yeah. No, for me at the J&J, I'd done the math the day after. 
for like 48 hours. I slept for 36 of them. Wow. <laughs> that's crazy. I uh, feel bad. No, that's fine. I it, like so I felt bad. great afterwards. <laughs> I'm going to say I felt like, like after the shot, actually, I felt like a whole new person. Right. I felt invincible. Like I was about to go into Publix <laughs> with no mask on. Oh, my God. I felt invincible. I said... I can do anything now. I can. I'm normal now. Like, I'm normal. <laughs> like, like if like I not okay. So over here, you know, we're in like in, we're in the country. Like everybody's just like, oh fuck COVID. You know, rarely anybody wears a mask. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, the only people wearing a mask is like older people. Yeah. So that care about their lives. So <laughs> people that care about their lives and people old enough who would have like if not been in it, would have known about, like, polio and smallpox. And- yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, that's the only thing you see. Everybody else don't wear a mask. But me, I guess me feeling now, like, yesterday I just said to myself, oh, my gosh, like, I can go anywhere and, like, not infect anybody if I had it. I mean, you still can. You can still that's, be carrying it. That's true, but nothing will happen to me. I mean, oh my God. Like, <laughs> like, nothing will happen to me. Yeah, I I'm fine. Yeah. Like, I can get it. But I won't die because my whole like my whole fear was because I had asthma. It's a wrap for me if I get it. Right. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be in the hospital struck with that with the um, limited Mentally. amount of oxygen yeah. that they have, and I'm the main one who needs it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's my whole fear. Like I said, oh my god, I'm a I'm a, I'm gonna be there asking for that oxygen tank that that one dude is using. And you want to share? God, that's gonna be so bad. And now I know that if I get it, I'm good and I'll be able to breathe. I believe that this is what is what's supposed to happen. If the other thing happens, I'm gonna be so fucking mad. Well, we'll see as time goes on. God, if I end up in the fucking hospital asking for an old man for oxygen, I'm gonna be pissed, man. I'm gonna be so mad. Be like, what was the whole point of this fucking shot? Could right. save myself a fucking needle. Got another tattoo. Got another tattoo. Oh my god. Okay. So there is. I did bring a topic today as well. Now that we're moving on from corporal punishment and COVID, <laughs> <laughs> it's um board games. Okay. Which, um, uh, we play a lot of board games, or we try to anyway, you know? Yeah. But, um, how do I put this? What? Let me pull it up, because I actually had this discussion with someone last night as well, which has made me want, what made me want to talk to you about it. Oh, yeah. Let me see if I can find it. Uh... Okay, so the main thing I wanted to talk about is board games having like this big renaissance or resurgence. Yeah. How long do you think that's been going on? Say it again? Like board games coming back. They were like, because they're at one point in time and kind of recent, not really recent, but in recent history, board games were dying off. Like not many people were playing them anymore. Yeah, I mean, that's because of electronics and shit. Would you believe me if I told you you were wrong? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> Board games have been having a resurgence since 2000. 2000 and what? 2000. Are you, I was born in 2000. Exactly. I, I was pretty, I'm 
the phone had just came out. What do you mean? Board. Well, not the phone, but you know what I mean. Boarding the phone. <laughs> Said the phone. God, they're gonna be like, Smart yeah, she, yeah. They're gonna. Somebody's gonna hear that. And be like, yeah, I bet she was born in two thousand. She said the phone just came out. Oh. Smartphone had just came out. Yeah, no, board games are not a research in two thousand. <laughs> and a study has been done. And you want to know what those the resurgence of board games actually mimics? What the usage of smartphones. So. You, so you're saying that smartphones basically are board games? No. Every time the uses of technology or smartphones had a massive increase, so did people playing more board games. How? <laughs> um, so there is no like 100% this is why, but the most common response slash theory is that as technology like smartphones and everything continues to increase, it continue, and this, you can argue it all you want, in my opinion, this is the logical conclusion of technology, social media, smartphones, etc. Is every time that increases, it isolates us from each other more and more. That's just the logical conclusion of it. You know, physically. Opinion. I'd say yeah. physically, yeah. Yeah. So for me, and what the article I was reading said, is that's why board game board games see this massive boost every time smartphones and social media see this massive boost. Because we isolate ourselves more because of this technology. But it also makes us mentally want that physical connection, that like social connection we used to have, but we don't anymore. And what's the easiest, most common way for that? Hey, let's go play board a board games. game. Or <laughs> go drinking. Board games are drinking. But generally, the safer, best, better option for people who can't drink or people who don't want to drink, et cetera, will be board games. So you see this massive increase every time. That's crazy. I didn't think about it. Hence us who always have game nights every Saturday. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't think about it like that. So every time social media... Technology goes up. There's, there's always a, um, oh, there's a cause and effect. Yes. So because board game, I mean, sorry, social well, media I say and all that. Cause and effect, but it's a correlation. Yeah. Every time that goes up, there's a other part that says no. This is pulling us apart from each other. How can we connect? So there's something that's pulling us apart. It's also something that's pulling us together. Yes. That makes sense. Monopoly is the best game to really pull you apart. Oh yeah. But um, let's see. The direct quote from the article was, as technology isolates us more and more, we ache more and more for that social interaction we are missing. And one of the easiest, most accessible would be board games. Okay? Yeah. But then, the, the, the article didn't touch on this, but this is something I wanted to touch on that I'd actually asked you about and you didn't know what I was talking about, so I want your opinions now, is what is the difference between a board game and a hobby game? Solitaire. Solitaire. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is a widely debated topic, and there is no real right answer, is what I would first of all say. Okay. But some people argue the difference between a board game and a hobby game is just like how in-depth the game is. Mm -hmm. So, for example, Monopoly can get kind of in-depth, but it's not really a hobby game because it's not going to be something you're coming back to playing consistently and having con very different strategies to play. Right. But then some people say like Settlers of Catan or Carcassonne are very hobby games because you can come back to them even a few days later but I have an entirely different idea on how to play it. Okay? Mm -hmm. And then you have other people who would argue that hobby games are board games that require you to do extracurricular activity. Which, as you said when we talked about it privately, Dungeons and Dragons. 
Warhammer. Um, like anything that has minis, which is like little figurines you paint yourself. Mm-hmm. People say hobby games are things like that, where you're like the game itself isn't just playing the game, but you doing other things. That's when it becomes a hobby game because you have a hobby that is revolving around the game. Mm-hmm. And then even more past that, some even argue it just comes down to the player and not the game itself. Mm-hmm. And the people who say it's the player, not the game itself, is saying like they would then argue like, yes, Monopoly can be a hobby game. It just depends on if that if a person or player dedicates enough time to that game to make it a hobby. Why would anybody do that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why would anybody dedicate? You know. <laughs> oh my god. Why would they? That's a terrible game to dedicate your hobby to. <laughs> anyway, yeah, what's what kind of hobbies? Well, I love playing Monopoly. That's your hobby. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 really put yourself through that. Uh. But so I personally, I agree with the idea that like it comes down to the person depending on how much time you want to dedicate to it and making it a hobby. But I do also see where people are coming from with like D&D, Warhammer, Carcassonne and all that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying like the moment you get into a game like that, where you like, you have to dedicate time outside of the game being like, I'm going to learn all the rules. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to paint the minis. Okay. Like, so that's I think stuff like D&D, that yeah. can be a hobby because- there's, from what I have heard about it, there's a lot of r- not rules and a lot of like practice that goes into that, right? Yeah. And but Monopoly, there's there's rules, but there's no practice. No. It's just based off your it's based off of your street smarts. I mean, that's what I think. You don't yeah. you don't no, do much practicing on it. No. Whereas D and D, I wouldn't necessarily say you need practice, but I do get where you're coming from. Tabletop RPGs, which is what D&D is. Yeah. It's an entire genre, TTRPG. But I could see where you get that idea of it needs practice because it definitely takes, and this is only if you get really into it, but it definitely takes a certain kind of person because some games, TTRPGs, require you. D&D kind of does, but it depends on how serious your group is about it, but it does require you becoming someone who you are not. Mm-hmm. Like you have to put yourself in these shoes of your character and be like, what would I, if I were them, what would I be doing right now? Right. And then there can be, in TTRPGs, there can be that disconnect where you have to roll the dice and see if you like, if you can do what you're trying to do or not. But, and then, you know, that that's what adds fun to it. But that's, that's, that's a, that's a hobby. Having that is a to hobby, put yes. yourself, I feel good. So I feel like if you have to put yourself in no, 100%. a character, then you're, then you're doing a hobby. I can't put myself in a character of fucking Monopoly or life. Yeah, no, 100% like, TTRPG. Uh, TTRPGs are a hobby. But then that comes down to what like... What is TTRGTs? Tabletop RPGs, role-playing games. Okay. TTRPG. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, no, you're good. But um, I would say, that then comes down to me arguing. I would say there is a massive difference between TTRPG and board games. Right. Monopoly is a board game. D&D is not a board game. That's Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm trying Li- to... The game of life is a board game. My body is a cage is not a board game. Yeah, I feel like what? if you make life a hobby, you have a serious disconnect problem. <laughs> <laughs> like you have a problem. Same thing with Monopoly. Your reality, we need to figure out why you are not completely intact with reality if you make that a hobby. It's oh my just, God. It, it allows you to live a different life. Yeah. And if you take that, and I feel like if you can make light the game life and the game monopoly a hobby, there is a mental problem. 
that needs to be addressed. That's funny. Because I feel like that's dangerous. I can see that being dangerous. You literally decide if you go to college or not. <laughs> like, you decide if you have kids and if you're going to get married. Like, that's a problem. Right. But I can see where you're coming from. Like, yeah, in those games, you don't put yourself in a character. So I would argue, like, that you can't really make those a hobby unless you're, like, you're somehow super dedicated, at which point we're like, there's something not right. It's something not especially if it's life. Like, that's not okay. That's where there there's a real disconnect. I mean, it's, that's really bad. Right. But then I would say even, like, pushing a bit past that. One thing my friend said that I agreed with, and I I kind of said it as well because I agreed with it, was once you push past to the staples of board games, which is, like, Monopoly, the game of life, sorry. Mm-hmm. Once you push past those is probably where you're going to become a hobbyist because once you do start getting into games like Catan, Settlers of Catan, Carcassonne, mm-hmm. is when you're going to become a hobbyist because those aren't games you can just play once and walk away from. Mm-hmm. The only time you can play it once and walk away from it is if you really just did not like it. But if you liked it in any sort of semblance, you're going to get stuck because you're going to be like, how can I play this better? Right. <laughs> <laughs> because like they are very deep strategical games. Like, chess can be a hobby. Chess is a board game. Yeah. But chess can be a hobby because no one chess game is ever going to be exactly like another. Right. It's, like, very strategic, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Or, or, like, Go is going to be a very hobbyish game because it's like chess and that no one game is going to be like the other. I think checkers can't be a hobby game. I don't think so. I feel like, and you know anybody that plays checkers as a hobby, you should just stay away. <laughs> it's, that's very... I just I feel like it's so downplayed, right? That if someone plays that as a hobby, there's a problem. Yeah, I love playing checkers. I do it in tournaments. You have a tournament in checkers. Yeah. <laughs> you know how checkers is so downplayed. Yeah, I know what you mean. But then that also they also raise the idea of um, do you count cards against humanity? What do you meme? Uh, new phone, who dis? All those card games. Do they count as board games, or are they just like funny party card games? They're p- funny party card. I think they're funny party card games. Yes. Because at the end, of the- I mean, yeah, I guess you could argue they're board games because you know they have um, you have a winner at the end, but you don't have to have a winner at the end. No, you don't have to. I mean, with games like that, it just seems like at the end of the day, we're all doing this for laughs. Yeah. Rather than games like Monopoly, you're doing this to win. Or games like, um, and not all card games like that are just party card games, like One Night Ultimate Werewolf, which we have not got to play, but you've been told about it, so you know what you do, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you, um, you do have a winner or winners at the end of that game, but I would still argue it's not a party. It is a party game, but I would argue it's not like a funny party card game because you do have a winner. You can almost argue it's just a, ta- you can almost argue it's a board game even though it doesn't have a board. Right. Because there is there is stratagem, there is strategy, there is different ways to play. There's ways to like gain the system essentially, mm-hmm. because what it, that game requires you being able to lie to your friends' faces. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think those are just party games. I mean, yeah, no one can sit here and try to convince me otherwise. You're not. I just feel like I feel like if a game doesn't put a type of competitiveness into you, yeah, then it's not a board game. Well, when I say that, I meant like, hmm. I was about to say, we get pretty competitive with Cards Against Humanity. 
Yeah, but like not the way you do with like Monopoly. That's true. Like Monopoly is kind of yeah, like with, a with Monopoly. We're threatening to kill each other's first. That's course. what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> a two to death situation. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna make sure you're poor. <laughs> make sure you're struggling. You like we have this when we play. You know when our group plays on Monopoly, we it sounds so psychotic, but we have this goal to make sure you at least one of us is fucked up yes and, and and i don't know about everybody else but i have this goal to make sure that you are begging for my help <laughs> at the end of it like i want you to beg for help if like that's my main goal when playing is to say yeah i'm gonna have these people begging for my help and then i'm gonna give them help and I'm gonna keep the game going until they're down to the last dollars, and I just take all their property to the point where the only reason why they're in is because they got money. That's <laughs> awful. I mean, that's how I play it, but yeah, I, know I know that that's not the worst of out of our group who no, plays it like that. That's not the fucking worst. Some of us are just trying to screw everybody over. Yeah. So you have some of us who are like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'll help you, but you gotta help me later." Yeah, like what? <laughs> and then you have me. <laughs> What's the name he's doing it? And he just wants it to go on forever. Yeah. <laughs> For everybody to just feel pure torture 24-7. Yeah. And then you have me where I just like try and set up sections that you cannot get yeah, through. Yeah, like little death traps. <laughs> like, just like, gosh. Like, he'll have one regular, bro, he'll have like one regular property. You're like, okay, if I step on it, it's not that bad. Then he'll have like one terrible property. If I step on this, I'm fucking screwed. That's my whole <laughs> life right there. Gone. My whole empire. Just take all my hotels, take all my houses. <laughs> And take take this, take that down to like five dollars. And there's always that one jackass that's like, hey, I'll I'll pay your debt if you help me out. Yeah, if you yeah, give me this, so this funny. and give me that. And you're just like, fuck. <laughs> A part of you says to yourself, like, why am I in this game? Yeah, like it's, that happens every time. All through like all of us who play the game ahead up hit a certain point. It's different points for all of us, but we always have that point of like, why do we let this keep happening? Yeah, like, like God, what? Like, the whole time you're just like, what? What? Like, you're in the middle of, like, breaking down, and there's always somebody whispering in your ears, I'll pay your debt. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't play Monopoly. This yeah, is... it's, it's, um, it's a game. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm going to bring this up. I want to I see what you have to say. Okay. Okay, I was watching this TikTok, right? Shout out yeah. to TikTok, right? Um, and this this girl, they were talking to this girl, interviewing her, and she was saying that they were like, okay, so when you take a shower, what's the first thing you clean? And she said, my hair. And they were like, okay, what else? She was like, that's it. And they were like, what? And she was like, yeah, I mean, she's like, she's like, I don't think you need to wash your body. And they were like, what do you mean? She's like, well, shaving, you know, deodorant, everything's good. I mean, you need it, right? But she's like, I, <laughs> your face. She's like, I don't think you need to wash it. Because once you wash your hair, you know, all the soap and water runs down your body. And you should be fine. It's like if you're putting the right minerals and putting the right stuff in your body. Like, you know, they had that big chlorophyll trend that be going on. Yeah. And you don't have to wear deodorant. You don't have to. Your pores will open and you don't have to. You know, you won't stink. That's basically what she's saying. You don't stink. She's like, I don't stink. And she was like, she looked at him. She said, do I stink? And they're like, no, you don't stink. He's like, there we go. I told you. So do you agree with what she said? No. <laughs> I agree either. No. I was, that's part of the reason I was making that face is because like, honestly, what the fuck? And she said, you don't have to wash your body. She thinks she said washing your body is like the dumbest thing ever she's like i just don't wash because i think it's dumb because i put the right stuff in my body 
to the point where I don't stink. And then that's when the dude said, well, if you, just because you don't stink doesn't mean you're not dirty. Yeah. He was just like, I got a dirty shirt in my laundry basket and it doesn't stink. I'm not gonna watch yeah, it. but he's like, I'm not gonna wear it because it got stains all over it. She's like, Well, I just, she's like, I just don't believe in, you know, washing. Like, she's like, I just don't believe. She's like, I think it's stupid. You're hurting your skin. No. Yeah. No. She says, oh, They were like, Do you wash your clothes? They're like, Yeah, of course. She's like, Why the fuck do you not wash yourself? <laughs> That, oh, that, I can't. And they tried, they, you know, they would try to stay, you know, mutual with her. Like, yeah, I get it. And they were like, well, I don't, I don't agree what you're saying, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like, some of us just don't want to take baths. I would love to fucking take a bath. I can't. <laughs> what, to take a bath? Yeah. I, I can't, can't take a bath either. I'm, I'm too tall for all the bathtubs in my house. Really? Like if I get if I lay sit down in the bathtub, my knees will be almost up to my chest. <laughs> I'm sure enough to take a bath. I think my problem is is that like I don't like the idea of sitting in my own filth. I don't either, but there's something very relaxing about about like what I used to do when I was younger when I could still actually sit down in a bathtub and not have my knees up to my chest. Is I would take a shower to get myself clean. And then sit down in a bath and relax. Yeah, someone told me to do that and put like the um, salt and stuff in Absom there. Epsom salts. I did that one time. It was relaxing, but it's like, great. I don't know. After a while, just like looking around, like, so what else do I do? <laughs> so I just watch TV, try to have a glass of wine, put the bubbles in, but then the bubbles go away and then it just gets really weird after yeah. that. I don't know. I can't do it. So I just take showers. I feel that. Another way to circumvent it, the how I circumvent it when I can, is just getting in a hot tub. <laughs> I like hot tubs. I hate pools. Really? I can't fucking stand a pool. I think pools are disgusting. Even private pools that are well kept? Yes. Okay. I can't. I No, I don't think they're disgusting. I just think they're boring. I feel that. You're just sitting in this water, and then it's up to you to make fun. Yes. That's so boring. <laughs> like, it's up to you to make, like, you bring the floaties, you bring the toys, you bring all of this stuff, you bring the right people. But, like, what if you don't do all that? Then you're just sitting in floating water, like, looking at yourself, like, oh, yeah, fun. <laughs> like, that's so boring. At least in the ocean, it's moving. So even if you don't bring the right amount of people, you can at least get caught in, like, a, a what's it called? A riptide. At least you get caught in a riptide, end up dying or in a out in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, hopefully going into an island TV. Oh my god! But like, or like, if you're in a hot tub, at least there's bubbles everywhere, and you're dealing with scorching heat. Oh, I love scorching heat though. Yeah, who doesn't love scorching heat? You love <laughs> that shit, right? But like, I think a pool is so boring, and then you have to share it with people. Oh my god! Right? Oh god, I hate sharing it with strangers, especially bad kids. And their parents don't do anything about it. They're like, oh, she's just having fun. No, <laughs> come get your fucking kid. Yeah, I know what you <laughs> she mean. Keep swimming under my fucking legs and then asking me if she can play with my floaty. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> can't, stand, can't stand kids. Right. They're like, can I play with your football? No, get the fuck no. out of here. You're not even supposed to be in the deep end. Oh, my God. But no, um, looping back. So what you said, there is one person I would actually recommend to everyone, but I'm going to recommend to you <laughs> right now, drunk. 
Yeah, and on TikTok. I don't use TikTok, so you know this is pretty big coming from me. <laughs> His name is Billin. Billin. B. Dylan Hollis. B. Dylan Hollis. Okay. His entire shtick, his gimmick, is he takes recipes from like the 1900s. I know what you're talking about. Yes. Oh, that dude is so funny. Ah, ah. <laughs> He's so funny. He'd be like, bean pie. <laughs> it's just so, he'd be like, don't do it, Dylan. Don't do it. Cinnamon. <laughs> Cinnamon. <laughs> I'd be dying with him. I'd be waiting for him to update so I can see what else he does. Yeah. He's hilarious. He's really, don't do it, Dylan. Have, have you seen his one on... Um... I can't remember what it's called, it's like candle cake or something, but it's just a banana with whipped cream. Yeah, I know. That's the stupidest one. <laughs> That's the stupidest one, but also it fucking killed me. The two things he said that killed me were the, I don't know if I need a knife or fork or just tie my hair back. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and then he turns, when he's turned away from the camera and he's like leaning over, you just hear him go, good morning! <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> He's so fucking funny. He be, when he makes this shit, I think he made like a mayonnaise something. He's done a, oh, a lot of stuff with mayonnaise. When yeah, when he you know, what the funniest thing is that when he makes stuff and it actually tastes good, he's just yeah. like, wait, that's just not right. Yeah, it's not right. <laughs> you know, he's so funny. I follow him. Good. He makes some funny content. It is hilarious. Like, don't do it, Dylan. Simon and. <laughs> He'd be like, mayonnaise, like, is that enough? Yeah. <laughs> or um, one of his favorite things I've noticed is he likes referring to things as war crimes. <laughs> he says it's a crime. He always be like, this shit is a crime. <laughs> Which, and my friend pointed that out to me. They said, you know, he refers to things as war crimes a lot. I was like, well, in his defense, most of these recipes were made before the Geneva Convention, so they probably are war crimes. <laughs> he says shit is basically illegal. You shouldn't be able to do half of this shit. You shouldn't. Water, a Watergate salad. Oh, my God. I saw that one. funny. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, when he was halfway through making it, and he pulled out there, I feel like I'm summoning Richard Nixon's spirit. <laughs> It makes you think, why were people eating this shit? Yeah, it's a wonder why the life expectancy was so low, huh? It had to be this shit wasn't fucking right. Half of the shit that they were eating. Like, I would sit there and watch half of the shit. I'd be like, they ate that? Like, what? Like, he would talk about it all the time. There was one, I'm trying to find this thing. There was one that I, to this day, I keep going back to it to watch it because I think it is the funniest fucking thing. Oh, I forgot there's a search bar. Oh, funny. Well, once you find that, is. I think we're pretty good. Dylan Hollis. Yeah, B. Dylan Hollis. Yeah. Which apparently my brain earlier tried to confuse B <laughs> and Dylan with Billin. Billin Hollis. Hollis. There was one. Oh, a chocolate mayo cake. I've seen that one, yes. <laughs> he just kept going about it. The one that had me dying, though, was the, um, where is it? Where is it? Um, I first, while you find that, I first found him. And he was making like a chocolate tomato soup cake or something. Mm-hmm. And he got like, the tomato soup ready. And, it's, and he was reading the book. It's like, now add the chocolate to the soup. He's like, to the soup? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, no. It was the, the vinegar pie. Yes, I saw that one last night. That one I still watch to this day. And I'm just like, why the fuck does he keep doing this to himself? <laughs> 
the Jello salad still has me weak too. Because I'd be like, why is he eating this shit? <laughs> he'll make it and he just be like, he'll open up the book, be like, Jello salad. He'd <laughs> be like, bro, please stop. <laughs> He was like, this should be a crime. Or the um, one of the ones that really caught me was he made like the coal miner cake or whatever. He was like, it's not good. It's not bad, but it's not good. It's really fucking dense. I don't like it. I can see why coal miners would like it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> he'd be like, it would, it would be good. But he'd be like, he'll eat it. He'd be like, oh, yeah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> he like, no. He's like, that's illegal. He's like, that's nasty. <laughs> You'd be thinking it's so good. He, I think there was only a handful of shit that he ate that was really good. Yeah. It was time. The mayo, I know the mayo cake, he said that was really good. Yeah. He said it tasted just like chocolate. Ch- chocolate. Yeah. And then I can't remember which one it was, but it, he made like what was basically a German chocolate cake, but instead of coconut, you sauerkraut. And then by the end of it, he was like, that. it's just, no, by the end of it, he's like, you can't even taste sauerkraut. It just feels like the texture of coconut. That's, that's weird. It's <laughs> like, okay. That's fucking weird. I think it was a water pie he made. I've actually seen water pies before. They look oddly good. Really? I can't remember if he said that one was good or not. I've seen someone else. I haven't seen him do it. I've seen someone else make water pies before. Because, you know, they were made in the Great Depression. When, like, nobody had anything. So water pie was, like, the best you could get. What a sad time. Like, yeah, mom, can you make my water? Can you make the water pie for my birthday? God, can you imagine being, like, a time machine and then going back to, like, the Great... Well, I couldn't have gone back to the Great Depression. No, you couldn't have. I couldn't have gone back to the Great Depression. For several reasons, actually, you could not have. (laughs) Well, let's pretend you went back to the the Great Depression, right? Yeah. So you went back to the Great Depression, and then like you're sitting there, and you're watching all this, and you just, you know, you just you, a family takes you in, and then like little boy comes up to you, it's my birthday tomorrow. Well, happy birthday! Yeah, my mom's making me a water pie. Okay. Yeah. So if I had never heard about water pie before, I'd just stop and be like, make you a what? <laughs> no, no, no. That was me because my father used to say growing up, like, what we eat for dinner? Water sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> water chips. <laughs> so as soon as I came, like my mom's making you a water pie, I would have been like, well, yeah, so I hear you're not having anything but a glass of water. <laughs> I would have broke that kid's heart because oh. automatically that's the first thing I would have thought. I guess you're not getting anything for your birthday. Right. Sounds like your mom's being an ass. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> you just think about all the stuff that they used to eat, sauerkraut, this, da-da-da. I couldn't do it. Well, like I said, I I couldn't go back in time. No, but it's that going riffing off that as I like find a little say is like, have have you ever really stopped and thought about like how much like food from the Great Depression has like had a holdover on like our community, like not necessarily your community, but my community, like the Southern white community. What do you mean? There is still some stuff that my family eats. I know several other families who still eat that were like we made it in the Great Depression because that's all we had. But nowadays we just have to have it. Yeah, I know. I, I know what you're talking about. Y'all just won't let that good shit go. <laughs> <laughs> There's some things y'all bring to me and I'd be like, I don't want to eat that. <laughs> like, I've not brought it to you, but I I personally fucking love it. And I will make it for you one day if you want to even like fancy the idea. But it is called Kraut and Weenies. I'm good. And it's just sauerkraut and hot no, dogs. I'm That's good. all it is. 
<laughs> like I've had somebody bring chip beef to me before. Oh my god! Oh no. my god! They said that to me. They were like, "Yeah, I, I make awesome chip beef." I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> they told me what it was. I'm like, why are you eating? That? <laughs> yeah, it's like people who still eat spam. It's like you know what that is, right? <laughs> my god! Like, oh my gosh! I with my old roommate. She's um, she was um. West Indies, her family's from the West Indies. And like I remember she made um some corned beef one time. You ever yeah. had corned beef? I love corned beef. I can't stand it. I had it. I tried it. I couldn't eat that shit. First <laughs> of all, I it might be the bouginess in me, but that shit came out of a can. Well, first of all, if it's coming out of a can, you already got something going wrong. Okay, so it's not supposed to come out of a can. I mean, people do make it canned, but generally you can, you're supposed to make it fresh if you're okay, making it for an no, occasion. that shit came out of a fucking can. <laughs> and at first I'm thinking to myself, this is, I'm eating it, and then her boyfriend's like, yeah, this shit's so good. I'm like, bro, you just saying that because you probably want some pussy or something. Like, I was just like, um, this, I was eating it, I was like, this shit, I was like, I cannot make, like, the flavor was good, the texture not okay. Yeah. And then like she was getting mad. She's like, Yeah, I'm so disrespectful, ungrateful. And I'm like, girl, you got this out of a can. Like, <laughs> like I'll give you a handful of times I've ate food out of a can. It's not a lot. <laughs> so I was just like, I'm trying. Like I'll tip tell her I'm trying to eat it, but the texture is throwing me off. Like right. the flavor is nice, but the texture is just, it's taking me off. And I remember telling my dad about it. He's just like, yeah, it's because the West Indies are poor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? They he are. was like, they're poor as crap. Like, he's like, they they are. He was like what do you mean? She, I said, so she's like, he, she's, and my dad said, she could have made that with real beef. But the way she remembers how to make it is the poor yeah, way. The yeah. yeah. And he's just like the poor way coming out yeah. the can and stuff like that. And I said, fuck, I should have never lived with her if I knew that crap. The crap... <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, I'm gonna stop you there before you dig that hole for it. Just saying, like, oh, like, the flavor was good. Like, no one can. I told her I said the flavor like, was like good. Making corned beef is really good, but I will admit, canned corned beef, depending on the brand, can be an affront to God Himself. <laughs> the flavor was good. It tasted good. It was the texture, and I think it's because it came out of a can. No, the texture, fair. like, I, it was like sticking cotton and and like powdered mashed potato and like mixed with spam and like dryer sheets in my mouth. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna cut it before I puke. <laughs> it was really bad. Like I don't think anybody needs to be eating canned meat. I've never had spam. I mean I'll try it. I'm not gonna lie. It's, I can make you some fried spam. You know somebody told me about fried spam. I will try spam just because I see it a lot and like it's in a lot of people's cultures as well. Yeah. Never had it. I would try it, but um, canned beef, I will not fucking try a day in my life again. That's fair. Or canned chicken. No, that's a lie. I've had canned chicken before. I've never had We made it with like chicken salad. You've never had that? I've never had canned chicken. Okay, canned chicken, canned tuna, I've had. I've had canned tuna, not canned chicken. I've had canned chicken. If you, if you, okay. Make it with anything other than chicken salad, no. Chicken salad's the only thing that's where it needs to go. Don't go anywhere else. If, that's fair. And maybe a buffalo dip. I could see that. But if somebody tried to serve you that, talking about I made chicken nuggets and shit, okay, maybe, ch- no. No. Don't do it. Don't anyway, do it. thank you all for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll see you again next week. Yes, we will. Bye. Bye, guys.